Welcome back to That Rugby League Podcast. Uh, you are joined by myself and Hughesy. Yes. What a fucking weekend of rugby league. What a weekend. Can we, can we just say, we'll start off by saying we said that this was coming. This looked yeah. like the best top eights ever. Well, not ever, but in recent memory. And I feel like it delivered. It delivered in Absolutely. so many ways on the weekend. Massive first week of finals. We'll review all of that yeah. today. Even though I only picked one game, I don't feel that <laughs> bad because... We looking at all the games last week. We did say this is so close. It's so hard to to pick. It's just and yeah, honestly, those uh, the 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 last three games honestly felt like they could have gone either oh, way. Could, easily could have gone easily either way, but they didn't. And Luke picked them all right. So you hit it here first. Can't pick or tip the regular season, but as soon as we get into the finals run, I'm here to pick it. So. Watch out for my uh, my predictions later on. But, yeah, let's run straight into the first game, yeah. which was the Battle of the uh, West, the Panthers versus the Eels. We'd, we'd built it up, and I, mm. I guess this is – it was kind of the most disappointing game, but it wasn't yeah. wasn't disappointing as a game. It was just we'd built it up that if any team was going to knock off the Panthers, it was going to be the Eels. They legitimately had a chance up until Mitch Moses got knocked out. Which is it – is, it is weird to say as well, because I wouldn't say Moses is a top 10 player, but – the way he is playing for the Eels at the moment, he is by far the most important piece. I was about to say that. He's 100%. He, look, uh, there's a lot of awards that get thrown out there. You know, we've got the Dally M for uh, NRL, and I actually quite like the Dally M system. I think it's, it's good. Uh, but for, for American football, you have MVP, most valuable player. And there's a lot of debate about what that means. But I think you've got to look at our team and what they accomplish and... Who is the most important piece for that accomplishment? And I think if you were looking at an MVP style thing for this year, uh, I think it'd be a tight race between uh, Mitchell Roses, Mitchell Moses, Ben Hunt, and Nathan Cleary about who is the MVP yeah. of those teams and what they managed to do. Because I don't think the uh, Dragons win as nearly as many games as they did without Ben Hunt, which was it went twelve and twelve. I think Nathan Cleary makes the Panthers an unstoppable... They go from being a good team to being an unstoppable force. And I think the Eels don't earn a top four spot at all without Mitchell Moses. And they don't knock off the Panthers in the games that they play against them without Mitchell Moses. And they don't have a legitimate chance to still come back in this final series without Mitchell Moses. The, the only one I would add to that list is Nico Hines. Because yeah. I think he's done exactly the same thing. 100%. Um, and funnily enough... No, no surprise, all of them franchise halfbacks. Halfbacks, yeah. It's that's, such that's, an essential piece. You, that's where your money's made. Yeah. Like basically, look at all these teams that have they've made it into the, even these finals have uh, a franchise at least one half. Yeah. You know, the Raiders are probably the mo- the the most with Whiten at six rather than a seven. Yeah. Um, again, Storm, Munster, and stuff, and and everything like that. But yeah, that game out west, twenty seven eight was the end score. Uh, the Panthers, yeah. but up until halftime, and again, like you said, up yeah, until halftime Moses, was eight seven. Like it was, it was, it was, it was a game. Oh, sorry, like, six seven to six. It was that close. Yeah, it was a game you couldn't really make it. You couldn't you couldn't pick a winner up mm. until the the Panthers took those two tries and ran away from it. Yeah. Um, Cleary a masterclass. Uh, everyone said it, and there was a lot of doubters. Again, I was part. I wasn't part of the doubters that didn't think he could do it. But I was a lot. I was like, man, five weeks is a long time on yeah. the sideline, not played a game. How's he going to play? How's he going to step into this? Just a, you know, a physical game like you were expecting, yeah. and was unreal. The unreal. circumstances were right for Parramatta, and it was there was a chance of it happening. But as soon as, but they require Moses to do it, and as yeah. soon as he was uh, gone. It, it, that's when Penrith became unstoppable. Like they, they, I, I, like I'm not saying if Mitchell Moses had stayed in the game, Parramatta would win. I still think Penrith would have won. That's the reason I picked them. 
I think it's a lot closer. All right, but any possibility they had of beating Penrith went with Mitchell Moses. And yep. I, I don't think we really need to say much more about that game. Like that's that's pretty much it encapsulated what you said there. You know, Cleary coming back was was dominant. The pieces around him were even more dominant because of him. And then when Mitchell Moses left for Parramatta, they lost cohesion. hundred uh, percent. It was the game we expected between the two teams. Two big full packs, absolutely frobbing at each other, going yep. hard, trying to hurt each other, played like that. And then you had the two halves where it was a battle of the halves, who's going to come off best. And then when as soon as one half went down, game yep. over. Yeah, I think the difference is, is that if Cleary had gone down for Penrith, I think they still win that game. Win that game, or at least it's a lot closer than 27-8. Yeah, 100%. Like, and that's uh, that's big props as well to uh, Sean O'Sullivan um, and what he's done while Cleary has been absent. And that plays into it as well because he's had that he's had more experience yep. uh, playing there than Jake Arthur did because Mitchell Moses has been so consistent all year. Yeah, uh, second game. And yes. hum, big my boys, the Raiders. I'm yeah. on that bandwagon. Twenty eight to twenty. Titans who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty eight, twenty eight to twenty. Yeah. And one of the most unusual tries Try. you have ever seen. Absolutely my favorite new tactic. <laughs> I'm going to be using this from now on in touch footy. Just pass it into someone's head and let it go forward. Like why? Why risk a little chip kick? Uh, or anything like that. You don't need just, skill on that. You hit her. Yeah, yeah just fucking falcon it. Just, just fang it forward. Try assist of the year. Sebastian yeah. Chris's head. Am- amazing. <laughs> He's got the head for it. Let me tell you. But yeah, uh. in- intensely physical game. Amazing performances from the forward pack of the Raiders as well. Like, uh, Tarpany and Papali'i. That combination front that row. Front row, that, and, man. And, and uh, Tarpany Kiwi. Yep. Papali'i, I believe, Samoa. will be playing for yep. Samoa. He's, he's pledged his allegiance. Yeah, so they're going to be... It's just. A, I know a lot of people are like... And we had this debate earlier in the year where a lot of people are like, oh, these players that play State of Origin, they're not going to play for Australia. Like It's going to hurt us in the World Cup. That makes me excited. Like, I'm so excited for a close World Cup if there are all these teams that are competitive in there because that will... If, when, Australia wins, it'll make it mean so much more. Like, you look at a Rugby World Cup. And all the teams, that, all the quality teams that play in it, and how much it means when you win that. Exactly. Like that is that is in a huge thing. Rugby League World Cup is sort of like, oh well, yeah. I of course, like Ki- Australia, Australia should win every single time because like the only country that plays it. Yeah. yeah, when the Kiwis won it, it was it was like, what the fuck is this like? Yeah. You know, like the Billy Slater brain explosion. Um, that that was unreal, and I I get I I honestly go I go man this Kiwis team has a good the way yeah. Tuppany is playing just want to shout out played against them at school yeah. all right don't worry about it you know no worries I played against them at school did he steamroll me about to ask probably uh, and my one of my best mates I think tried to get up and fight him after he steamrolled me but as a good Brave, as a good as a good lock does you know he stands up for a little halfback who tries to run the ball one too many times and throw some yeah. elbows in there um but yeah i mean he he's an unreal talent yeah. there's there is talk his manager apparently has nine or ten teams willing to offer him up to a million dollars and yeah. to be fair no surprise after the season yeah. he had he just won the malmaninga award he's he's been playing fantastically i do i go oh, look the props you've got flying around at the moment, you've got those two, you had the Bromwich and uh, Ness, you have Fisher-Harris, you had Junior Paulo and Regan Campbell-Gillard. I go, man, there are some, there are some props Huge in the game at the moment. in there at the moment, yeah. But yeah, I think that, that this game was probably, other than the, the next game, which went down to the wire, I think was, was the game of the round to me. Yeah. Just the, you could see Melbourne. Melbourne was still 
in a position where Melbourne are like this was I, I think everyone's thinking that Melbourne are a bad team Melbourne were a, a, a sensational team this year I think injuries definitely derailed their season yeah. and they lost that cohesion but I go that was that was the Melbourne I know like playing yeah. the way they play it was just a very good Raiders side. yeah they 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 finished fifth on the ladder the majority of the season without Pappenhausen their yeah. star fullback and we know how important fullback is uh, as well Jerome Hughes has been injured a bunch as well like uh, you, you, they've made Nick Meany look like a, a good fullback, which, exactly. considering he got dropped from the Bulldogs, is a pretty <laughs> great turnaround. Um, and that might sound harsh, but I, it's genuinely impressive by Nick Meany how much he's he's turned it around uh, out Melbourne. And we've seen what fullbacks playing behind uh, Ryan Pappenhausen, they get contracts. That'll, we'll talk about a player like that in the next game. Uh, but yeah, a big, it was a physical game between the, the, the two teams. Um what really got me was at the end of the game, um, Brandon Smith crying because it was his final game with the Storm. Storm. And there was all this off-season talk about how disrespectful he was to Melbourne by basically announcing he's already going to the Roosters and whatnot. And the, right there you see how much it actually means to him. Like, that's you can't fake that no. emotion on the field. Uh, and, yeah, Melbourne played hard. They looked so dangerous at times, but Canberra just found a will to, to beat him back. Camera have their number, don't they? Like five yeah. in a row, is it? Something AMI? like that. Like, at, 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 I, I, go to Melbourne and beat them five times in a row is ridiculous. I'm very impressed by Xavier Savage uh, and sort of his improvement. Um, we knew he was good in he's, attack. He's the, the, what you guys want Sloan to, to be, if you know yes, what I mean. Yes, 100%. Like, that's exactly that's what you, you're exactly, looking for. Exactly, 100%. But again, it, it took Ricky like halfway through the season, he had a go at Savage because he's like, he's just not at that level yet. Yeah. And it takes half yeah. a season. I see what you mean now. Play the young guys. Yeah. Oh, play the young guys. I'm on the bandwagon. Yeah, ride, ride, with the, ride them through the good and the bad. They will improve. They, I mean, I always bring up the Dragons, but you saw it happen with Junior Ramon, right? Yeah. He's becoming a really great half the more he played him. He had a rocky start to the season, but he's getting there. He was one of the Dragons' best by season's end. Jaden Sullivan as well, playing him at hooker. He looked fantastic. Play the young guys, Hook. Yeah. Play the young they've guys. Out, they've gone out. It looks like they've gotten Jake Little to play. Oh, to Failed hooker. medical. Did he? Yeah, failed his medical. Deal's done. So deal's cancelled. So yeah. I'm, I'm not upset by that because play Jaden <laughs> Sullivan at nine. Play the young guys, yeah. Uh, so Sorry, back onto topic. Back, again, back again, onto again. topic. Xavier Look, you brought it up, not me this I, time, I so to. well. But yeah, he. I'm very impressed by how he improved defensively. Again, like what we need Tyrell Sloan to do with the Dragons. But he looked like he put on size. Again, something beneath him to do. You know, <laughs> he needs to put on size to play in the NRL. And we saw it, we've seen it as well uh, a little bit with... Um, Jaden Campbell, he he sometimes gets bullied for his size. 100%. We saw it with Cody Ramsey, who is now playing fullback for St. George. When he first got in, he wasn't big enough. He would get punished for that. He put on size this year, and he's, he's playing better because of it. And we, we've seen it with a few different players that we get them in the league early, and I think sometimes this is a cautionary tale for getting players in the league too early. You get in, and they're not, they don't have the size for it. I think Suwali, when he got in the league... Didn't quite have the size. He's he's put on his size. Even now. even so, Suwali's the exception to like the rule. Like you'll have exceptions to those rules where they're just freaks. Like LeBron yeah. James is a freak. Yeah. You know, even though a lot of kids think they can play basketball and go straight to the NBA out of high school, not a lot can go like yeah. LeBron James. So th that's the thing. You've got to think this is a growing thing for those. Yeah. Days. They're, they're coming in younger, which is great for experience, but it's a growing pain you have to get. Through. And it's quite literally growing. Like yeah. they are still growing. Uh, boys and I look. I don't men, think so. Men, I don't men, men. I don't think Sawali's at his full size. <laughs> five, when they're coming in at seventeen and eighteen, they're still boys. Boys, yeah. <laughs> like, Sawali, I I still think he's got more size to pack on. 
Yeah. Right. Oh, but he's, he's, he's bigger than what he was at when 22, he first he's going to be a freak. Like, look yeah. at Izzy Flower now. Yeah. And you go, look at Izzy Flower when he was coming through the ranks. Like, yeah. that's, like, he's going to be huge. Yeah. So I think that, I think he will, I, I even though he's obviously one of the better players in the league now, like, he will get even better. And there's a, you could see the difference from when he first got in. Yeah. So I think that's something that, Savage has done because I was when I first saw Savage play, I was oh he's, he's a slight guy, so he'll yeah. be he'll be able to he'll be able to attack, but his defense might be a little bit suspect, um, and he might get punished sometimes. He might get creamy tackles. He needs the open space. But I was watching him against Melbourne. And I'm like, wow, he's he's packed it on. He yeah. he's he's there now. He's ready to 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 carry the banner, uh, and it's a reason why you can let a player like Chance Nickel Clockstead move yeah. on to the Warriors. So uh, yeah, well done uh, by the Raiders, and uh, yeah, look. Just quickly to finish off this game, Jamal Fogarty. Yeah. Jamal Fogarty. I said at the start of the season when I was... I, when I, I was didn't on, want to bring it up and hurt you. When I was on the Raiders bandwagon, I said, Jamal Fogarty, that might be the pickup of the season. Now, he was out injured for the first four or five months. Mm. They are clicking like no tomorrow. I, once upon a time, when they were outside the top eight, I put $100 of them to make the top eight for paying $4. So $400 back. I also put the rest of my bank account that I had in Sportsbet on them to win the grand final at some ridiculous rate. I put sixteen seventy on and I can get $1,000 back. So the faith has been there, I believe, from a while back. And again, yeah. we you saw all the predictions at the start of the season. I really like the Raiders. Um, with Fogarty, it's just exceptional. I just can't believe it's still mind-blowing to me that the Titans let him go because the, the only thing I want and the reason I'm on this Raiders bandwagon is the Fogarty. Yeah. I love Jamal Fogarty and I hope the best for him, so I'm, I'm hoping he can take them all the way through. Shall we move on to the third game? Yes, let's move on to... Sharks versus Cowboys. It's probably one of the best games of rugby league I've seen at club level in a long time. And I think I'm, I'm gonna what I'm going to kind of do here is I'm going to put this game and the next game sort of side by side, right? Now, one game's getting talked about a whole lot for the wrong reasons, and one game's kind of being undershadowed. Um, and I had an interesting talk, or I had a couple of interesting messages from my uh, from my cousin, a faithful listener of uh, Sports Food, <laughs> where he was, he was saying that he found himself agreeing with uh, Paul Kent uh, on, oh, on NRL 360. I know, and then he, he encouraged me to... To do some research on what Paul Kent was saying, and and I have to say I find myself agreeing as well oh, that no. the Roosters what? and Souths game is being held up as one of the greatest rugby league games of all time. But it was just thuggery. It's what I said about State of Origin three. Whereas the game that should be held up as a shining light of the NRL is the Sharks versus the Cowboys because of the amazing level of skill that went on, the the comeback of the of the Sharks, uh, the the last minute tries and 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 the fateful uh, sin binning decision and all that. Like it was everything you would want from a rugby league game and then it's been it's been completely overshadowed by Jared Rhea Hargreaves and Thomas Burgess throwing <laughs> elbows i must say it's interesting isn't it it's two games of rugby league mm. the same exact sport very different results yeah. of a game like i love that's i think that and a lot of us still do love that part of rugby league because it is rugby league was built by the by the fudge yeah. you know like that, that that's what the type of the game is Couple of those tackles, Tane Milne's, a couple of those other ones happen in rugby yep. union. They're red cards. Yeah. Tane Milne, a couple, I think both of us are probably red cards. Uh, you know, so George Burgess as well, borderline red cards. Yep. Hargreaves, borderline red cards. So I sit there and I go, yeah, yeah, I see what they're meaning. I see what Paul Kent's saying. 
I I think it's a rivalry in the fact of how yeah I get what are you saying I uh, and I get again the game against Cronulla and 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 North Queensland was incredible so I don't want to take away from that I just think that's what a lot of rugby league fans live for is a fuggery game like that now I, I think we're in different classes of rugby league fans because yeah. we're actually rugby union followers who come across to the sport yeah I I, I would say it's possible to have a very physical game without hitting people in the head. Oh, agree. And that's mainly what I take exception to, especially with all of the, the research that's come out and all of the, the news stories that we've done on um, head injuries and the long-term impact of them and things like that. It is 100% possible to have hard-hitting games without targeting people in the head. 100%. We've seen state of origins like that. where, And that's, what, that's one of the main reasons I took exception to Origin 3 is that I love a hard-hitting game as much as anyone else. I'm an NFL fan. Like I yeah. love seeing people get um, jacked up. Fuck right. out. <laughs> but you've got to, you, but not in the head. Can I, can I say, I, Ashley Klein's getting a lot of shit for this. I've, every decision I thought he made was yeah, right. Like, 100%. I agree. Like, I actually think the sin, like, as, as, as he could have, he could have made more sin binnings, honestly. Yeah, like, he yeah. could have pulled out the cards more. As yeah. comical some people were saying it is, I'm like, they were all the right, there was never a wrong decision there. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. The, 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 the the phrasing or, or the saying that's going around that's really pissing me off is that oh his yellow cards represent a failure ship in his uh, in his re- or a failure in his refereeship that he should have had better control of the players of the game that he shouldn't have needed to issue the, red, the yellow cards because he should have had better control of them before that fuck off you're gonna tell me that little Ashley Klein <laughs> is gonna be there sitting between Thomas Burgess and Jared Maria Hargos and be like, you you boys behave or, or else. You know, no, you've got to give If you code. behave, I won't sim in you. Yeah. Like, like, that's the thing. Like, it, it, it's been really well done in the NPC. They've got the yeah. ref mics on and he goes, if you keep giving penalties, I'll, I'm happy to keep giving cards. Like, yeah. it was literally like, hey, Victor Radley, it was a punch. Like, it, yeah. it was a shit of a punch it was. If you're going to throw it, fucking throw it. But yeah. it was a shit punch. The bunkers told him, yes, it is a punch. He's got to go to the bin. Yeah. From that moment, the president's, was set. It was like, we are sending those people. If you're going to fuck around and do this stupid yeah. shit, what, I, I've got no problem. I, I think it, it added to the game. Like yeah. again, you 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 want to do that fuggery like we're talking about? Expect to sit ten in the bin because that. Luckily enough for the rabbits, it didn't cost them, but it benefited them. Yeah, it, 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 it benefited five of their eight tries were scored with less men on the field. But again, it's th- that will cost you in a game. And now Thomas Burgess out for two to three weeks. So it's like. All of every all of his decisions were backed, and again yeah. we got it away from the second game or the third game. Yeah, but we're talking about the fourth well, one. Well, it's good. It's, I guess we can talk about the, th- the fourth game, get it out of the way, and then talk about the best game. The best game. We'll save that one for last. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, the Roosters beat losing to the Rabbits at uh, Allianz, which yeah. I get. Uh, I know what you're saying. It was a fantastic game. The, yeah. the, it's the rivalry. I think yeah. that, that that part of it was amazing. I will say, and my favorite part of it was during the game, Latrell getting booed, hissed out by the crowd. The end of the game. They're cheering for yeah, him, right uh, thing, you know, because they're respecting. Yes, uh, a few of the Roosters fans had left by that point, as we <laughs> saw lots of videos of, on social media. But also, there was respect there from yep. the Roosters of a, of a former player and someone who had a tremendous game. That's one thing I will say that is was great about this game is that um, the way that the teams picked their game up, the you could the intensity they played with was amazing, and you could see how much it, it meant to all of them. Um, and to see a player like Latrell get that fired up and just absolutely put on a show was uh incredible um but i think we saw the cost of what the thuggery was because we had james tedesco ruled out for the majority of the game the probably the best player in the world right now ruled out 
for the majority of the game. And that's what happens when you descend to that level and it costs it costs everyone. It costs the Roosters and it costs the fans yep. uh, the, the chance to watch that player play. Uh, but yeah, overall, a great win from South, uh, especially the week after they played in the exact same venue and lost. Um, just a fantastic performance. And uh, Alex Johnston moves, I think, into fifth place all time on the oh, try scores list. And I was back just... back 30 years of tries, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. And I, I was doing doing the maths. If he maintains his level of try scoring next year and the year after, he will be the all-time leading try scorer and he won't have turned 30. It's mental. If he stays on course, we may see a record that we will never ever see broken. It's, it's crazy. when you Already the records that is up there, the Ken Irvine. Is ridiculous. Is 212 tries, something like that. Yeah. Insane. You look at the players that are underneath him there as well. You know, you got Steve Menzies, uh, Billy Slater, uh, Brett Morris. Yeah, right. Crazy. Like those were try scoring machines yep. in their day as well. Alex Johnson, for sure. You could say all you want about how he gets all the support from him. So like he had had Adam Reynolds inside him. He had Greg Inglis as well. Now he's got um, Latrell Mitchell as well feeding the ball. Sure, but you still have to fucking be in position for those. Like you That's have to thing. know your job. You have to. He is. He is absolutely doing what a winger should be doing, which is fuck all and, and scoring tries. Scoring tries. But <laughs> that's it. It is hundred percent. That's the job. It's not even just it's it's consistency and yeah. longevity of doing it. Like every single year. You can put a you know, you'd have still made money if you just bet on Alex Johnson to score every game. Like yeah. it is insane like the like the way he scores it's tries. In, it's insane that two years ago South Sydney was gonna let him go Big. until Wayne Bennett talked him around. Yeah. Like that's insane. And he was twenty five at the time. It's mental, yeah. It's insane. Like I can un- and it's hard. It'll be hard because his stats say pay the guy, but yeah. like you said, all he does is score tries. Now he does it better than anyone else in the competition has yeah. in a long, long time. Now, there's no – like, he's obviously quick enough. His acceleration off the mark is pretty damn good and his spatial awareness to get himself in, in the right space. It, it, it is it is just unfathomable, like, how he's yeah. done this and how far he could go. Like, it is it – yeah. uh, I love seeing shit like this as well. Like, you're witnessing history. You know, yeah. if he goes – there was a moment like Jared Croker of um, – Again, another Raiders is one of my Raider loves. I absolutely used to love Jared Croker. Yeah, I'm a fan of Jared Croker as well, yeah. If he was able to stay healthy, he was going to break the, the point scoring record. Like, And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be great. Unfortunately, he's still struggling at it. But if he can get back to full health, it, it will be it will be awesome to see that. So, I mean, again, let's move on to the, 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 the game the of the round. The actual best game of the round. Sharks like, versus the Cowboys. Sharks versus Cowboys uh, at Shark Park, right? Now, I, I, I said if this game was played in North Queensland, North Queensland would win it. The fact that it's down in Shark Park, I think, gives Cronulla uh, enough energy to, to win it. And it looked like for the majority of the game, I, I was right. Yep. Uh, but the Cowboys found something like uh, uh, Connor, what's his name, got sinbinned. The Connor Tracy. Connor Tracy. I was going to say Connor Trindle, but I'm like, no, that's not right. Um <laughs> Uh, Connor Tracy sinbinned for and correct sinbinning as well, but super imp- super impactful um, with how the Sharks had to play the rest of the game, um, and then an incredible uh, field goal by the Cowboys at the end, and just two teams that played their absolute hearts out. Both of them uh, look like they deserved to to move on. I've got no doubt that the uh, Sharks will win this week. Uh, I'm not even sure who they're playing, but 
Actually, Rabbits. did it make sounds? Yeah, so... Oh, I, do, I, do, I have some doubts now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they both looked like they they definitely earned their respective one and... Uh, respective two and three spot. And uh, Jason Tamalolo, though, just... He he was on another level. Yeah. He, it was like Jason Tamalolo of old. It's... I've, I feel like they've done this on purpose. And uh, what's his face? Todd Payton, as I mentioned very early in the season, the only reason to back the Cowboys was because yeah. of Top Eight, and they've managed him so well that I think they've got him firing on all cylinders now, yeah. and just in time, uh, yeah. just to, to make this run. And, and now they've got realistically the easiest runs of the finals. Mm-hmm. Like Para and Raiders are playing to face North Queensland and North Queensland. In North Queensland, that's so it's so important. So yeah. I mean, like I look at that and I go, I don't see the Cowboys not making the finals now. Yep. But I must say, I was uh, impressed again with the Cowboys. Valentine Holmes, yeah. every time, steps up when it matters. I think the NFL, I know taking that break, but I think that did a world of good for him, just for preparation for all-round skill set. was fantastic yeah. yet again. Uh, I know we talked briefly, Nico Hines, back up to Pappenhausen last year, has just had a Played stellar season, yeah. had another great game. 93 minutes of action, that's going to affect your body going into yeah. next week. It was a huge humongous performance like just one of the bigger games that you'll see again I back and forth uh, it was like a tennis match and I think yeah devastated for the Sharks to have lost it but someone had to lose it Yeah, for the Cowboys a a, a huge win amazing amazing game Um, you know uh, and under you talk talk about Jamal Fogarty um, and even uh, you know we talk about Nico Hines as sort of the buys of the season but I think you have to obviously talk about uh, Tom Dearden and Chad Townsend, uh, that duo, that pair by completely swapping out halves pairing. Hundred um, percent. Tom Dearden, who hadn't played six before, everyone's like, "Oh, he's more of a halfback. He's more structured. He's just gotten better and better as as the year has gone on." Um, him being picked in that Origin squad, even when he was just eighteenth man, I think did so much good for him. And then when he finally got his chance to step up in Origin three, played absolutely lights out. Um, and I think it just goes to show. Uh, along with everything else that's gone wrong with the Broncos this year, just like how much is wrong at that club at the moment that, you know, how many of these players they, they lose. Like, yes, it's going to be attrition, but just to completely misdiagnose Tom Dearden. I imagine if you had Adam Reynolds and Tom Dearden as your halves. That could have been you this year, Broncos. You could have had Reynolds and Dearden. Yep. And, I mean, it was a big risk as well. We we saw, you know, the Cowboys 500k for Chad Townsend is he worth it dead and hasn't won any football they've also got Scotty Drinkwater where's he going to go because they've got uh, Habasai as well yeah. who's an unreal talent how are they going to fit and they've managed to work, make it work yeah. Scotty Drinkwater at the back Habasai comes off the bench like an absolute fucking unit yeah. whenever he comes on Holmes in the centres like you know everyone thought he was going to be back at fullback again yeah another massive signing was Peter Hicku yeah uh, which was, was massively under the radar but the way he played in that set uh, quarterfinal um was just just incredible